Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking to Holly Tucker. This is episode 11. So Holly, how are you doing today? And and I know it's the just the first week of February, but still happy New Year's. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm uh things are are looking up for me right now, and and a lot of good things are coming this year. So I'm really excited. Um, excited about all of that. Well, that's good. That's that's really good. And and I know we were talking before uh, the podcast started rolling. Um, but for the listeners, you you should know a little background on this uh, faith and entertainment series. It began as a blog series because I've been blogging for like 10 years and I started interviewing um, people in the entertainment industry who are believers in Christ. And, and that began as a, as a blog series. And then I interviewed one couple and they asked me if they, if I could record it for them because they wanted a copy for themselves and the audio turned out to be pretty decent. And I asked them, Hey, can, can I just, transition this into a podcast because I've been thinking about it anyway and they said sure go ahead so it's been a podcast ever since and I've been learning a lot but Holly is a uh, country music uh, artist and songwriter in uh, Waco Texas you're in Waco right that's right Mm -hmm. and uh, she was on the first series on the blog and so this is her first time back she's my first 2.0 if you will and yeah we're happy to have her back (laughs) Now, Holly, you were on, um, if people didn't read your first interview, you were on uh, The Voice um, once and then welcome back for a a return visit, correct? Yeah. Uh, Well, you mean on The Voice? Uh, I didn't go back on, I didn't go back a second time. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there was like a reunion thing that you came back for, so. No, no, there was a tour, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a, yeah. Okay. But with uh, Texas country music, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you are a three-time country music female vocalist of the year. That's right. For the Texas Country Music Association. Yeah. That is incredible. That's so good. And guys, seriously, if you haven't heard her sing, you've got to check her Instagram out, go on YouTube, get some sound bites wherever you can, download her music on iTunes or Spotify because... Uh, and just last night as I was kind of doing homework for this interview, um, I went back, I think it was August, late August, you just sang the national anthem for the Chiefs game? Uh, I might have been, yeah, either July or August. Okay. Um, but it yeah, was it was a pre- yeah, preseason game for the 49ers uh-huh. and the Chiefs. So That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think I had seen that one the first time it, uh, it aired and so I was thumbing through YouTube and I saw that and I was, you just hit that out of the park. That was a great job. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You you guys go check out her music. Um, Still today, one of my favorite songs of yours, uh, Take Me Fishing. It is a fun, just down home country music song. And uh, yeah, I just love it. In fact, I, I couldn't get it out of my head when I was calling you for this interview so like, hey <laughs> that's good that's good i'm glad to hear that <laughs> a little you. plug you guys go and check out that song it's called take me fishing so mm-hmm. um 
So first question I've got to have for you, because it's been about six months since we spoke last. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any mu new music or uh, new projects coming out or that you're in the middle of working on? You mentioned maybe some new fun stuff coming up in 2020. Yeah, we have a lot of a uh, lot of stuff, a lot of new ideas coming out of 2020. Um, but for right now, as far as new music and new projects, um, my other one that I just released, uh, you're going to know my name, that actually was just released in August. So it's still fairly new. And um, I'm going to be starting um, some more touring back up in March and April. And we're going to be really focusing hard on those songs and getting those particular messages out. Um, I went on tour with my first album, Steel, a couple years ago, and that turned out really, really well because people connected with those songs on that album in particular. And so I want the same thing for this brand new album. And uh, this is only part one of the album, actually. So part two is supposed to come out either later this year or early 2021. So um, so we'll just see how good the tour goes and, and where that kind of lands for us. And then, um, that will impact when the new music comes out and how we kind of finish up the rest of the project. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. And I have heard that song too. That's so good. Loving it. Um, it's great. And I'm crossing my fingers, you know, little luck, little hope, um, See if maybe we'll get you up here to one of our county fairs in Washington. We'll get you up way Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so, you know, we talk heavily about our faith, our personal faith, uh, the, the, the joys, the struggles, the, the triumphs, and all those kind of things. Is your um, walk with Jesus any different today than it was back in August when we talked last, either due to how you're um, personally practicing spending time with him or because you're in a different season of life? Like, like is, is that different? And if so, how? Uh, yes, 100%. My relationship is different now. Um, I We touched on this uh, quite in depth whenever I was talking with you before. And I was just in a position where my circumstances in life at the time were, I was getting really, really lost in that. And I had lost my faith in the process, like not my belief. I, I've always believed in Jesus and in his, uh, in his sacrifice and, and all of that. Um, but I just, for so long, based on what I was going through, I, I was angry at God and I just didn't want to talk to him. And I sort of pushed him out of my life and um, just kind of ignored him for a little while because I, I was, I thought that he was the cause of my problems. I thought he was the cause of my pain. And I know that that's illogical as a person of faith, because we know that, you know, God is, is good. He is love. He is the the doer of all good things and uh, Satan is the author of confusion and um, hurt and pain and loss and all of that. But um, it just sort of felt like, God, what are you doing to me right now? And you've given me this purpose in my life. You've given me this gift, this voice, this message that I believe that you want me to get out there. And you're taking everything away from me in order that I can't do it. And what, what did I ever do for, for you to 
do that to me. And I, I felt attacked really, but I started a lot of things happened in my life towards the end of last year. And, um, I started doing things that were better for me just personally. Um, I got out of an unhealthy relationship. And, um, so that was a huge weight off of my shoulders. And, um, by doing that, it allowed my heart to soften a little bit and it allowed me to open up again. And I let him back in and I started praying again. I started going to a, a, a small group at church and I started getting really involved again. Um, and I learned that sometimes God will literally take everything out of your life that you're idolizing besides him. And I, turns out I, I was doing a lot of that. I was idolizing my relationship. I was idolizing my voice, my career. I was putting a lot of things before God and he will not have that. And I think that he allowed these things to happen to me to present a wake up call to me in a way, not, not that he was attacking me personally, but I, I just think that he was using those things to bring me back to him. And mm -hmm. it, it, that's exactly what happened. And I'm still not perfect. I'm still working on it and I'm still uh, trying to constantly put him first. Cause it's, it's a daily thing that I have to do. Um, but I think that I'm in a lot better place now than I was when we last talked mm -hmm. because of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was going to, I was going to mention that because you had actually said in that last interview that you had questioned your faith and it wasn't like you said, it wasn't the, the, the foundation of it as Christ as your savior and Lord, but it was more asking that question or saying to God, like, honestly, I have, and my wife has, and many of our listeners literally praying and saying, God, seriously, what have I done to deserve this? Yeah. In more or less words, many of us have said that prayer and some out of anger or bitterness or just confusion and pain. And mm -hmm. I think it's a big part of being human. Yeah. And I also think if we don't ever have those, we're really not leaning into making ourselves as vulnerable to him as we should be. Yeah. You know, because leaning into God and, and letting him really have full control of our lives is, is pretty risky you know it's yeah to be very vulnerable yeah yeah it, it's it's tough I mean I, and I still struggle with it I, I don't know why really I mean trust is just something that I'm I mean I'm still kind of working through to be honest like I'm I'm still figuring out why it's so hard for me to trust because I've had a really blessed life I've had um, two wonderful, wonderful parents that have been there for me through everything and have, have just constantly, uh, supported me and loved me. And same thing with my brothers. Like I've, I have a really good family. I have really good friends. I have a really great church. I have a lot of things in my life. So why is it so hard for me to trust mm -hmm. when that's my foundation? Like that's what I've had my entire life. It should be the easiest thing in the world, the most natural. And honestly, the thing that I think the only thing that makes it easier is by being in constant communication with God and 
constantly in his word, like not for hours and hours upon end, but at least, at least every day, you know, and it's being in the word, like podcasts and um, other things like, um, you know, your Bible app and your, your devotionals and stuff like that. Those are good, but it's actually being in a passage and letting that living word come to life as you're reading it in front of you. That's the only thing that helps and strengthens it. And that's, that's the only thing that I've found. Yeah, no, you worded that very well. Um, and I want to put on my, my counselor hat for a second, if you don't mind. And you can, you can skip if you want. But um, you said a second ago that you um, keep going there. Like you, you continue to struggle with trust. And you've got this huge foundation around you. And like, can you pinpoint like what that is? Like, where does that lack of trust come from? Was there a, a past relationship, uh, a family member, a teacher, or... Or is it simply, do you think maybe it's just the fear of losing that, that level of trust that you have around you? Have you seen other people get hurt by? Um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's things that shake you. I think for, for me, I, like in, in general, you know, when you'll hear about a child passing away from cancer or, uh, you know, somebody's mother getting, you know, uh, some brain tumor or something like that. Yeah. And something that's, that, that happens to the best of people. And there's just no reason why, like, there's no good explanation in the moment. And only God knows why things like that happen. Um, and you know, it, so things like that, but I have also, like I said, 2019 was a, largely impactful year for me as far as pain and uh I had so many things taken away from me or happened to me and uh, you know like we we got robbed um we we got uh, we got seven thousand dollars worth of musical equipment stolen out of our cars and um you know both of my grandparents on my mother's side passed away within a month of each other um and one of those was my grandmother that she passed away two nights before my album release concert. And I had to go into that with that on my head. Um, and, and I had to sort of block that out. I couldn't even let myself really feel that pain because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to keep yeah. it together. Um, and then, you know, the music came out and it, it, people are liking it and stuff and, and it's, it's being well responded to, but things aren't, you know, sometimes moving as fast as I want them to. And, um, you know, just, just all these things that, that add up. And then of course the relationship thing, that was a a huge source of pain for me, um, for the last year of my life and, um, just constant, like my, my mind could never settle. And I, I think I developed some huge, um, like anxiety and maybe even depression. Um, and, and it was, I just had to keep it all inside. I had to just, I couldn't, I couldn't let it out. So I had to just keep it right here. And I think that I've always been really hypersensitive as, as a person. And, um, I've been really sensitive to pain and I don't like it. Not that any of us like it, but some of us are 
built better to withstand it. And emotional pain has been something that's affected me. And like I said, I haven't really worked through all of that yet. Um, I've even considered doing spiritual counseling and, mm-hmm. um, trying to, to get that to, to help me understand myself and help me understand my questions and all of that. Um, but I guess if I had to say where my trust issues come from, it would, it would be that it would be yeah. the, the, the places of pain that I've had to come through and that I've had to, um, feel <laughs> it's yeah. just been, it's been tough. Um, and I just, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel that pain. And for me to completely lay myself in the hands of my creator, I have to trust that there's going to be that pain, but he's going to be there to help comfort me through it. And, and I have to, I have to realize that, you know, it's not a, a life free of pain. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I don't know, you that know, was a really long answer. <laughs> no, that was, that was good. And, and the whole time I was, that you were talking, there was, there was one piece I was going to challenge you on. And then the, in that last sentence, you said, but I have to trust my creator that he's got me. Um, because up until that point, I don't really think you were talking about trust. I think you were talking about something that all of us really hate, and that is um, fear of the unknown. You don't yeah. know what 2020 is bringing. It's not really a trust issue directly. It's, I don't know what pain is coming. I don't right. know what celebrations are coming. Mm-hmm. And all of us, to some level, have control issues. We, we want to know what's coming so we can prepare yes. ourselves emotionally, mentally, right? Line our yes. lives up for a surgery or something, you know, and, and get mm-hmm. in, in a row, but it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> well, that segues really well into my next question. And um, I talked about this with you at the beginning of the call. Um, back in December, it was New Year's Eve, you had posted on Instagram um, a, a, just a real heartfelt um, message. And I wanted to share a, a portion of that if I could. Um, sure. Just ask you to kind of speak to it. Um, okay. But this was New Year's Eve, and, and you said this, 2019 has been the roughest year of my life. It's experience, I've experienced more loss, grief, anxiety, and doubt than I ever have. And to be quite completely honest with you, even my faith has been tested and shaken. However, this year has made me uh, remember something incredible. God doesn't promise a life without problems or struggles but he does absolutely promise that he will be right by our side through it all. I spent way too much time blaming him and running away when that's exactly what the enemy wants. Uh, I'm, I'm sure 2020 is going to bring its own issues, but I'm going into, this is the part I really want to focus on, but I'm going into this one uh, this year, much stronger, more positive and fully trusting God, no matter what. Um, First of all, I mean, I just, I, I love your authenticity and just realness um, with the, yeah. your followers on Instagram, uh, your fans. Um, I love, what I love here is both the honesty and the determination. Like, it's like, you know, dang it, 2019 was terrible. It's not going <laughs> to duplicate itself. And yeah. I'm in the same spot, like we've talked. Um, and, and I think mindset is half the battle, right? Yeah. Um, but we also need to have a plan. 
So, and maybe you've already kind of thought through this, but how do you plan to journey through this next year differently than you did last year? And I know some of that may have been addressed in your last answer, but what is your plan for making sure that that um, trusting God is, it has a stronger connection than it did last year? Uh, Well, the biggest thing that I plan on doing is um, instead of, you know, because I know that things are coming my way. I know that there's going to be issues and obstacles and and hurt and I know it's coming. Um, But, but I'm not going to, I'm going to really force myself to not run the other way this time. Mm -hmm. And when I feel that hurt, I'm going to dig in even deeper instead of running away, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to run so far into Jesus that, that I, that's all I can think about. And because it's, it's just, if you get caught up in everything that's going on, I mean, sometimes your seasons of life are, are the highs. They're the roller coaster highs and you're just riding that high as long as you possibly can. But eventually there's going to be another Valley and, um, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't want to fall into the same mistakes that I did last year and go into that, that place of such darkness and despair, because that's the thing is when you try to live a life without Jesus, when you had him, it's so empty. It's so lonely. It's so, because people can't fill your heart the way that you need to like Jesus can and things cannot fill your heart the way that Jesus can. And, and the best things in life cannot fill your heart in the same permanent way that Jesus can. And, and it's, it's just you, if you, if you don't focus on that and, and get to a place where that is number one, then for me anyway, I start to slip and I, I start having those old doubts come back into my mind and, the enemy gets to me and lies to me. And I've always been a very feeling heart led person. And that's another thing I'm trying to change is trying to not lead with my heart because I know that it can be deceived and um, has been deceived a lot. So those are kind of my things that I'm putting in place for 2020 to stay on the right track and really listen to what God's trying to tell me um, through his actual word. Mm -hmm. And, um, all I did, honestly, uh, a couple months ago, whenever everything kind of came to a a end for me and, um, and I just decided to sort of change everything. I just started at the beginning of the Bible. I just started in Genesis. I just started reading and I was like, I'm not going to put pressure on myself. I'm going to read as much or as little as I want to, but I'm going to try to do it every day. And, um, and I'm going to make my way through the entire thing. I don't care how long it takes me, but that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I've been doing. And I haven't been perfect. There's been some days when I've fell, fallen off a little bit, but, um, yeah. but it's, been but, but that's the, grace, you know, and God, yeah. why can't we give ourselves the amount of grace without it being an excuse that God gives us, you know, he gives yeah. us grace. And so we should have grace on ourselves. And, and I love that you bring that up that, you know, spending time in the word, it's not about quantity. It's, yeah. God never says, Hey, you got to spend an hour reading in the Bible with me every day before I speak to you. 
Yeah. I've spent 30 seconds on a scripture and God just smacks me in the face with something. It's like, whoa. And I got to think about that all day long. And yeah. spent, I've spent an hour reading through the Bible and, and heard crickets, like nothing. Yeah. It's, it's you can't force God's voice, you know, mm-hmm. if it has something for you. Great. Um, yeah. But if not, um, his timing is perfect. So, and that's good. Yeah. Just it's consistency. Okay, so here, here's a new question that I wanted to kind of um, ask you and see just for, for discussion, but I think it's good to have these kind of questions, um, discuss these topics as believers, because um, it makes us think kind of outside the norm. Um, on, on the subject of growing in Christ or maturing in our walk with God, you know, we use that kind of language. Um, how would you personally define that? Like, there's no right or wrong answer. I just kind of want to see, tap into Holly's um, thought process. So what does it like look like when someone is growing or maturing in their faith versus someone who maybe isn't? And, and just in generalities. But how do we know, like, what's, what's the evidence in that? What do you think? Um, I mean, I think that there's a couple of different ways. Um, for for me personally, I, I think that, um, number one, I mean, anybody that's growing in their faith is going to be like a branch that produces fruit. You know, I, we've been learning about that in our, um, our small group that I'm a part of and, uh, anything that when you have a real connection that's growing and, and happening, um, you know, you you can see the literal fruits of that labor, you know, you can see yourself pouring into other people and loving, um, the people that you're around and the, the, just having a whole different attitude about the way that you approach life and, um, situations that come your way. And maybe you're not so led by feelings anymore by your own feelings, but maybe you're led by, exactly what God's trying to tell you. And you can, because you're in the word more and because you're growing more, um, with that personal relationship, maybe you can discern his voice a little bit better and you can really tell when he's speaking to you because, and that's something that I've struggled with is, um, not knowing if I'm really hearing God or not, or if I'm just hearing my own thoughts and my Mm -hmm. own opinions that I think are right. And, honestly, it's so simple. The thing that I keep coming back to is the word. Like that is his, the living, you know, uh, representation of him in our world today. And that's how he best and most clearly speaks to us is through his written word. And it, it can mean different things to you at different times and things can jump out at, at you at different times. And, um, you know, that, it's so simple. We learn that all growing up, just read your Bible, pray, yada, yada. But really that's it. Like, <laughs> it is, yeah. It's that simple. <laughs> it's the Sunday school answer, but it really is that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's what I would say is, is you, you can see the fruits of that relationship and you, you just, you can tell that a person is different. There's something, mm-hmm. there's a light about them that, is not there if you're just either lukewarm or if you're not a believer. And, and, and to that, I would also say, you know, connected to what that last thought you just said there, you can see it in them, 
and some of that is um, because you're watching them make decisions and choices that aren't normal mm-hmm. to the rest of us around. Like they take risks in certain areas in their career or music or uh, school or whatever, or they step out and, you know, they're, they're broke until payday and they pay for somebody's coffee at Starbucks and they didn't really have it. That was their lunch money for the next day, but they did yeah. it anyway. It doesn't seem normal. It's, it's abnormal in today's society. And, but the, the way that they do things and live is noticeable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what you're talking I agree. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Um, you know, that, that, you were talking about how easy, much easier it is to discern God's voice when you're in his word and things. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I, were, our family was living in Colorado Springs, loved Colorado. That just gorgeous. The weather was a little bit moody. I mean, in four seasons <laughs> in one day, but um, the scenery was beautiful. I mean, mountains everywhere. And uh, I was in a, like a good place spiritually, you know, and and I think it was honestly a too comfortable of a place. Like Mm. jobs were solid. My quiet time every day was solid. God was speaking. I was like, and then it seemed like he might be calling us to Washington state and we didn't want to go. We were comfortable. I'm like, why, you know, stuff is happening here. Good. Things are good. Why mess with a good thing? And, and we, my wife and I, together but separately also we're we're praying we were seeking his word in our own different ways praying talking to people getting you know counsel from people around us that are are christians and and i'll I'll share this with you just to affirm what you were saying um i'll never forget there's one particular morning it was a saturday morning and i decided just just spend extra amount of time just sitting and listening and and digging in his word and I read in the Bible for a bit. Um, I had three different devotional books on next to my chair, and I pulled those out and I read from each one of those. I read the the verse of the day, you know, quote unquote, from from you version. Mm-hmm. And then I ended that time going on and listening to some worship song on on YouTube and watching and listening to the worshipers on that song. Do you want to know something? Um, if you ever wonder if God's talking to you, you do something like that. Look in two or three areas. And if he says and uses the exact same words in all three areas, mm-hmm. that's not coincidence. God is not yeah. out of coincidence. Like, yeah, I, I just sat there and bawled for like half an hour and journaled about it. And I still have my notes. Yeah, um, there's times like that in our seasons where he will speak so loudly and so clearly that you will literally say, yes, God, when and where? And you'll jump because you know there's no doubt that it's not anything other than him. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it, it is crazy. It's pretty cool when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have one last interview question for you, and it's a, it, it's a, that's a loving accountability one from, from the <laughs> last interview. Uh, okay. For my question about the legacy song. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm not recalling that. Uh, that. That's what I call it now. I didn't have a term for it back then, but oh. it was the question of 
if all of your songs cease to exist. Remember? Yes. Yes. You know, and, and you would died. Which one would you want to be remain behind with a message for people? And uh, you were one of a handful of artists this last year that have said, you know, I've never thought of that. And, and, and you're in good company with people who have said, I haven't written that song yet. Yeah. Right. And that was your answer is like, I haven't written that song yet. You've had some great songs, um, either covers or songs that you've written yourself produced. But I think, um, and maybe some artists just don't ever have, that's not what God has for them. But like, have you written that song or do you hope that that song is going to be written or part of this, this phase of release this next year that you were talking about? Yeah, um, I've actually gotten to do a little bit more writing since the last time that we talked. And um, I, I do think that there's some contenders up there for, um, for, for the song that I would like to define me. Um, in, in particular, I'm really excited about this brand new one that I just wrote with uh, Scott Sean White and Helene Cronin. And uh, they're out of Plano and uh, Terrell, Texas. And we go up and we, we get together for two or three days and we just immerse ourselves in writing and we try to get as much written as we could. And uh, so I go up there and, and one particular day we're just talking and something comes up about making your mark on this world and mm. uh you know being being a good influence and being a good uh role model and just leaving leaving a good thing behind for for those that are coming up after you and 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 leaving a, a good good legacy kind of thing um and when when uh i think helene was the one that said that and when she said the word mark i don't know why but in my head i thought of maker's mark Mm. And that's a whiskey, right? Yeah, so that's, right. A, that's a ty- yeah, that's a type of bourbon whiskey. And but then, as soon as I thought the whiskey, I thought, what if we leave our maker's mark on the world? Oh, See, and so oh, there's that creative uh, songwriter coming out. Yeah, yeah, and so that's we ended incredible. up. We ended up writing that song, and uh, I haven't played it out. Well, we actually I did play it one place. Um, but that one is a strong contender for the song of a lifetime kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, that kind of thing is what I, I hope to keep writing. That's cool. I, yeah, I'm a creative mind myself, mostly with like writing and stuff, but I love the play on that. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Can't wait to yeah. hear that one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to send it to you if we get a little work tape or something like that and just share it with you. <laughs> yeah. That, no, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so let me end with this and, and we'll wrap up. Is there anything like if, if you've got people that are listening to the podcast now, they're maybe not familiar with you either on social media or your music. What is something other than what we've already talked about this last half hour? What, what is something you would like people to know about you that we haven't talked about yet? What, what do you want them to know as a truth about Holly? Um, you know, um, I mean, the, the biggest thing is faith. Um, and, and I've always said that even in the hardest times, I still have wanted to be a good witness um, for Jesus. And, and I have ended every single show with how great thou art since mm. my voice days. Um, 
So, so I, I definitely, that's the most important thing is I want to be a, a country artist doing wholesome country music, but I want to be able to be a, a faith based person in that world. Um, but another really strong message that I have out there is, um, you know, uh, taking care of yourself and, and loving your, your body, treating your body as a temple. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I was bullied growing up, uh, growing up through high school and stuff. And I've never been a Barbie doll size zero, you know, I've been a, a curvier girl my whole life. Um, but I haven't always been the healthiest and being on the show that really was something that, uh, that I saw in myself was that I could be better. And I've never wanted to be necessarily be a Barbie doll, but I just wanted to be the best version of myself. And so after the show, I got back home and I really started working on my health and fitness and nutrition and focusing on learning better habits and forming better, um, practices that I could have throughout my life. And that would help me be around here for a really long time and be healthy physically. Um, because if I'm healthy physically, then that will help me a lot more with the mental and emotional part of things. Um, so, so that's another big, strong message that I have out there is just to love your body, um, treat it like a temple and, and give it good things and, um, and it'll give you good things right back. So I, I don't know if that's like cheesy or not, no, but that's, no, that's, that's what I'm looking for. And, and if you guys, you know, follow her on Instagram because you'll get the music, you'll get these, these raw heart posts, but you're also going to get once in a while, a gym post. Like I watched one yesterday and <laughs> you got some rough workouts, like where you're doing the, the ropes and then you, Oh my gosh. What, I mean, it's CrossFit, right? Is what you're doing with that? It's not CrossFit. It's just a really intense trainer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got a good yeah. trainer. So go all out. That's yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I feel really strong. You know, that's the best yeah. thing about it is I feel like I can do things and that makes me happy. It, it brings up my my happiness levels in my mind and, and it just affects everything in such a positive way. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, Holly, where has it changed since August? Like where is the best, um, place for people to connect with, stay connected with you? Is it, is it mostly Instagram or are you somewhere else? Um, I, I run all my social media accounts. So, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, I do. I you tweet a lot. Yeah. You I mean, tweet a lot. I, I have to though. Like that's <laughs> it. You have to keep it active. Yeah, so that's if, true. If, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I would probably say Instagram is my favorite. Um, yeah. yeah. So just there. And then my website, of course, hollytucker.com. Okay. And then your, uh, your Instagram handle is Holly T music, correct? That's, that's right. Holly T music and Twitter yeah. and Snapchat. I'll put links to all of those social uh, accounts in the, the show notes for the podcast. You guys definitely go check her out, listen to her stuff, give her a follow. And uh, if you wouldn't mind too, if you're listening to this podcast, it's on um, iTunes and 
SoundCloud and Stitcher and Spotify as well. So wherever you're at, leave a comment, follow. I would love that. Make some suggestions on, you know, because we, we don't just interview uh, country music artists, even though they're fantastic guests uh, <laughs> on the show. But we also do actors, actresses, and athletes. Um, we've got some of those coming up in the next few months. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to Holly and her heart and, and honestly just appreciate her um, being real and, and opening herself up and being uh, kind of putting herself out there um, for a group of people that maybe she doesn't know yet. So, uh, <laughs> but you guys can get to know her, get, get on social media, follow her and you won't be sorry. Um, and definitely I'll put a, a link to the, that last um, national anthem. It was special. So, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks, Holly, for being on. And uh, we'll, we'll have to have you on again, uh, maybe another six months or something, and uh, when you have an album release or something, okay? I'd love it. Thank you so much, Brent. I appreciate you. Anytime at all. Any last words for the listeners at all? Um, lots of love, guys. And yeah. I, uh, I look forward to, to talking with a lot of y'all on my social channels and um, and, and reach out, tell me if something, um, affected you in a positive way or, or in any way. And I love to keep those conversations going, um, on all of the platforms. So yeah, just, just reach out and, and talk to me. <laughs> That's a good word. It's a good word. It's really not social media unless it goes both directions, right? Yeah, that's right. Otherwise that's right. we're just putting stuff out there. So yeah. Uh, well, until next time, guys, uh, God bless and Enjoy a day full of purpose. We will see you next time.